0: Hey, McCoy. Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Egg Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review.
1: Did you just stumble on that?
0: I said it. I don't think so. Oh, did it I? Like he was. I was like, you
1: know? "What?" There's a good possibility word, 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 I just
0: slur all the words together today because it's has been Wednesday at four peaks already. Not. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. That's Espo. Gerald Borgay is on vacation for the rest of the week. He'll be back with us on Monday, um, but he has some great content. That came out today, and I think he's going to actually be putting out content maybe a little bit later this week, too. Who knows? Knowing Gerald, that'll probably happen, so keep an eye out over at gophnx.com for all of that. Um, but if a trade happens between now and Monday, just know it was Gerald's fault for leaving town. Yes,
2: perfect. Well, good. He should go out of town more often. I know, right? He should have been gone all <laughs> summer, so they did something.
0: Well, didn't the whole DA thing happen when, yes. when Gerald was on vacation yes. again? Yeah. yeah, so it's perfect. Basically, we just need to send Gerald on vacation whenever we need the sons to— Move things along.
2: Exactly. Eli, Eli, I got my bowl of uppers ready for the show. (laughs) Glad, Eli. hey oh.
0: Welcome to the party. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Chris Paul because we got some uh, interesting news or insight into kind of his role this year that him and Monty Williams have plans on. Uh, So Monty spoke at practice (laughs) yesterday about how great athletes – adapt to suit their team and sacrifice to get to that ultimate prize. And that is where Chris Paul is at right now.
1: I think the, the great ones, if they want something they've never had, I think they, they figured out a long time ago, but they implement it maybe later in their career that this is what I got to do if I want to get something um, that I, I've never gotten before. I mean, if you think about Peyton Manning, like, When he was in Denver, he probably didn't throw any pass more than 20 yards the whole year long. He was checking down, like, every play. A lot of it was because he couldn't with his next situation, so he had to adapt. Um, I just think great ones figure it out, that they have to sacrifice to get something that they've they've never gotten before. I think Chris is in that mode. My question is, is, which Peyton Manning from the Broncos do you want? Do you want first-year Peyton when he was awesome and he threw, like, 56 touchdowns, or do you want second-year Peyton where he was barely a function of his old self because of his neck injuries and barely got the 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 Broncos to the Super Bowl largely based on that defense? Like, eh, I
2: took careful this, what you wish for. I took this as confirmation. Chris Paul has a neck injury and is only going to be show, throwing short assist passes yep. this year, right? Like, uh, I don't <laughs> understand the comparison. Oh, well, you know, guys learn later in their career. Yeah. Peyton had already won a Super Bowl. Peyton had serious injuries that had to change his game. Chris Paul hasn't won and what is how is he going to change his game significantly that's going to really make an impact on this team significantly? Like and the other problem of this whole thing is who's going to spell him? They have no backup point guard. Yeah. If your plan is campaign's going to play more serious minutes, well, you just screwed the pooch. Thanks a lot, Monty. That's not a that's not a way I, to do this.
0: I don't think it's about specific backup point guards. I think it's about secondary ball handlers, like the reason why we're seeing Mikel Bridges bring the ball up a little bit more, the guys that he kind of pointed to at the end of last season, like Mikel Cam, Landry. I know how you feel about that one, but, but put some of that – uh, shot creation and just playmaking sure. on other people's shoulders. Yeah,
2: I get that, but when <clears throat> okay, so you're taking the ball out of uh, out of Chris Paul's hands to bring it up. You're not going to go to Devin Booker because point book is a failed experiment at this point. So you want Mikael Bridges all of a sudden to have to be the guy that's initiating the offense or campaign? It just seems like you're downgrading what you're trying to do in hopes that trying something different may pay off. You didn't get a backup point guard. You can't spell Chris Paul the way that you need to because you can't bring in a guy or let him sit. So this is just trying to get creative because of a lack of foresight to make the move that you needed on the bench.
1: Well, you know, on top of that, like they're talking about playing him more off the ball, which is cool in theory. But I mean, running off of screens and, and, I mean, I, I don't know. I Chris Paul, to me, is is a great facilitator, one of the greatest of all time, for sure. Um, he's great at the mid-range and getting a bucket um, at the hoop, for sure. Uh, the one thing that his weakest part of his game is the outside shot. The three-point shooting has just not been his his MO of late. So if you're talking about playing off the ball and, you know, book penetrating and kicking out, like – that's not necessarily the guy you want shooting all the threes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I don't know. There's just a lot of things that that we'll have to see unfold. Yeah, I don't think the problem's ever been the balls in
2: Chris Paul's hands. Yeah. The the problem is he has to play thirty plus minutes because you don't have the right answer. That's the problem. So to Saul's point, great. So he plays on the perimeter that's not that's not going to help as much it may take some of the miles off of him but i don't think that makes your offense better or puts you in a in a better position later on
1: i think campaign honestly is going to have to play some minutes with that that starting five or is that the other four um at some points in order to spell chris paul and, and really gain some confidence i i just don't see a scenario unless campaign reverts to the way he was in two, 2021. Um, I just don't see a scenario where this ends up very well. Chris Paul is going to end up playing 30 plus minutes again. We're going to get to the playoffs and everything's going to hit the fan again. Like we got to figure something out.
0: Okay. Well, Chris Paul did say that he is excited about giving up the reins a little bit moving forward and that this is something they have been talking about for a few years. But the only way to get better at something like this is to actually incorporate it. So my question is, Are you buying or selling that he's actually excited and that he will actually follow through on this?
1: I think he's excited until he's not. Like game one in the, you know, uh, the Mavs are on a 15-0 run because campaigns in the lineup. Guess who's coming right back into the game? (laughs) It's, It's CP3. And guess who's probably not coming out again? It's probably CP3 that's how he's gonna approach this like so it's all it's all well and good you could say the right things and feel the right way but until you're in the moment and you could honestly sit back and feel like no you, you, these are learning these are growing pains that we're gonna have to figure out um, which I don't feel like Chris Paul has has really shown much then it's gonna be much of the same
2: it's October 5th it's the preseason. And this is like when I say on the first day of a diet, I'm really excited for this journey. And day two, I'm like, damn, that chili and those chips look pretty damn good. And uh, that this is Chris Paul saying the right thing. Mm-hmm. This isn't Chris Paul really wanting to sit out there and watch Landry Shamet struggle to initiate the offense or Mikhail Bridges struggle to initiate the offense. That When the rubber hits the road at that time, he's not going <coughs> to want that. This is Chris Paul who likes to control every aspect of what's going on around him in a basketball setting. Like, He's not gonna he's not going to be okay with it.
0: But at some point in time it kind of does have to happen, right? Because
2: Yeah, when he's retired.
0: If you don't defer during the regular season, you're not gonna be sustained throughout the playoffs. And so if you go, if you revert back to your old ways of taking over, coming back in when campaign drops the ball, then you're gonna it's just the vicious cycle. You're repeating the same things that you saw the last two years. If you don't do this during the regular season, then unless James Jones pulls a rabbit out of his hat come trade deadline and fortifies this team, what else do you have to turn to? Like, this is your one of your only options. You
2: have the same thing that's happened every year of Chris Paul's career.
1: No bona fide backup.
0: So, well, for that reason, I'm buying because it needs to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any other options, so I'm going to buy.
1: Look, chat's going
2: wild about SGA. I don't think that's happening this year. Maybe, maybe OKC wants to move on next offseason. Maybe that's something then. I still think that realistically, Mike Conley is the kind of name that you're gonna gonna have a shot at, and it's not ideal, but it's better than where you're at, right? If you if it's a Jay Crowder, a Dario Saric, which is salary matching, and hey, we'll we'll throw you a a first rounder as well and you solidify that that's the kind of move that james jones is going to be able to make i don't think he's going to magically land chris paul's replacement this season and have him be the the ultimate backup to spell chris paul this year
1: I, i mean i I see where your head is at but i do not want mike Connolly. i'm just saying that type of deal oh sure but he's just would you rather
0: have him or nothing
1: he's so old would you rather
0: have him or campaign
1: i don't know I have to wait to see what kind of campaign we're gonna get this year. Because if we get campaign from the year before, then I'd rather have campaign. But who knows if that's gonna happen. Chris
2: in the chat says Terry Rogier. Okay, that's that's the caliber. I'm just I'm just saying you're not getting the next great Sons point guard. You're getting a guy if you make a move that is good enough to be behind Chris Paul, but not the future, is is, right. is my point.
0: Well, we shall see. But Gerald did write an article over at GoPHNX.com about all of this. It has more examples, more quotes, more information. So if you'd like to dive deep into this topic, become a member and go read Gerald's articles because they're fantastic. Also, yesterday we told you about the PHNX Sun Devils hockey takeover at Four Peaks. And if you didn't buy your tickets yesterday as a GoPHNX member – Well, then you missed out because it's officially sold out in less than
2: 24
0: hours. (laughs) And everyone who snagged a ticket to the takeover that came with a complimentary ticket to the ASU Hockey Home Opener is going to have a blast. And we've got some pretty cool events in the works with our friends over at Four Peaks. And if you want to get first dibs like the couple of people or the group of people that were able to get first dibs on this event, then you're going to want to become a member at GoPHNX.com because that gets you first dibs on all of our fun, awesome events like this one.
2: I'm just going to share this, and I probably shouldn't. You might get mad at me. We're going to do we're going to do events at Suns games at some point this yep. year. We're going to do takeovers. If you get in there, you're going to get to hang out with us and do this. It's not That's just not talking. the selling point. Oh no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but it's you a, get to watch okay. Sun's basketball. You get to hang wow. out with Lindsay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and, yes. and watch yes. Sun's basketball. Yeah. It'll
0: be fun. Uh but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to seeing all the content that comes out of that. And I bet you guys are gonna have a blast out there. I also missed out on buying a ticket. So shame on me. But you can pick up some four peaks beer and watch the game at home, and at least that makes up for some of the fun you're going to miss out on, because the beer is really, really good. But just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly.
1: It's <laughs> just in. Beer is really, really good.
0: No, Four Pete's beer <laughs> is really, really yeah, good. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha,
1: gotcha. Also, <laughs> just for uh, when you come out to these events, usually uh, there's a group of us, and why not tab one of us and say, hey, let's do a fantasy draft, and let's jump on uh, underdog fantasy, because it's fun as hell. I'm going to beat this until it finally happens again, but... Um, I murdered Shane, Johnny, and Bo, and I think this is like the 18th time I've said this on this show uh, because they refuse to do another draft with me, and I will keep bringing it up until they face me again and lose their money to me again. But use promo code PHNX when you use Underdog Fantasy, and you will uh, you will receive 100 dollars uh, up in matching bets. So it's easy; they'll you, match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
2: You, you talk a big game, but are we going to do this in in our pregame shows where we have some? You and I and, and maybe Lindsay General won't do it, but some, maybe Emma gets in on it. Where we draft for the for the game that we're playing.
1: Um, maybe, maybe. You know, yeah, listen, that's but I'm a little I'm a, I'm a little rattled from last year. You know, you started this Jay Crowder's Cash Club. You got me all excited. I was on the train, and then you bounced, and then you never came back. And I was like, Well, this isn't fun well, anymore. That's because
2: I, I won my money, and I said I go. Well, yeah,
0: cause don't, you can't. You got to pivot. If the bets aren't hitting, right?
2: But the bets were hitting. No, they stopped for Some a while. They stopped for like it. a couple
1: games and then they came back yeah. and then they stopped for a couple games and then they came back. Like that's betting. So, yeah, so but you got
0: to try and time the waves, right? So mm-hmm. you're Isn't ducking me idea?
1: is what you're saying. No, no, I've never right. ducked you. you I didn't duck want... you in mad. You don't I didn't don't duck you in mad when I wiped the floor with you and that's I'm not ducking bad. you now.
2: I can't play Xbox. I'm not, I not I, I My can't. thumbs don't work. But Underdog Fantasy, oh, I can play that app. Uh, I can tap that app
1: good.
0: Oh, my God. Tailgate reference. Okay. Tailgate <laughs> reference. Join us on the show and
1: you can tap that app too.
0: Let's keep going with more uh, buying or selling topics. So yesterday we briefly mentioned that Robert Sarver has reportedly hired the bank that will handle the sale of the Suns and the Mercury. And then that CFO of the Suns, Jim Pittman, related to team employees, that the sale could take nine or six to nine months to be complete. But we're not going to talk about that specifically. We're going to talk about a potential new owner or partial owner. So Shaquille O'Neal came out and said, I'd love to buy the Suns. Unfortunately, Shaq doesn't have the money to buy the Suns. And he knows he cannot compete with one Jeff Bezos, which is a whole nother can of worms. Um, (laughs) But he said, hey, Jeff, if you're looking for some partners to buy the Suns with, Call me. I'm interested. So, are you buying or selling Shaq as an NBA owner? I'm uh, selling. Okay.
1: I, I don't want any partners. I I think Shaq is is a tremendous human being. Does a lot of things for the for the community. Does a lot of goodwill gestures all over the place. Like fantastic. But I think Shaq's perspective on NBA players, just gauging off of what I hear him say night after night on NBA on TNT, is way off and i would not want any part of him being part of an ownership group unless he was like such a minority that he would never have a say in anything
2: i we've seen the shack show in phoenix it's all talk and no delivery at this point i remember him standing in the booth up in the in the suite and pointing at his ring finger although it looked like he was pointing his middle finger which is what we got in the end from him uh, absolutely nothing there i he's all talk i don't want to i don't need to see Shack, especially if it's paired with Jeff Bezos. That's already enough hot air that I'm gonna have to deal with with that guy. I don't need Shack in the mix, too. No thanks. I uh, like Saul said. I think Shack does some great philanthropic things. Uh, it was always pleasant when I met him, but I don't need him in my ownership group.
0: If it was like within the 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 contract that Shack was mostly like a marketing type of person, right? Like you're a part of the ownership group to help our marketing team we can tap into you to create content and things of that nature then I'm buying because people will still consume Shaq stuff I mean look at he sells out DJ concerts all the time yeah,
1: but that's because he's actively doing something to be the face of a franchise I he's not that guy anymore I, I don't think I don't, I don't think to me I don't think Shaq resonates here in the valley the way you would right. hope he would. No, I don't you know, think even so. I mean, look at Larry Fitzgerald. He was part of the ownership group. That didn't do shit for yeah. the yeah, because
0: Larry doesn't want to be a part of anything. Larry wants to be completely behind the scenes.
1: He's okay. there at every damn game, just look. about.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. He doesn't want to be in your content.
2: Look, if if we're talking former players in ownership group, I want to see the Amari Stoudemires, the Sean Marians, the, the guys that truly had an impact in Phoenix, that could make it very clear that unlike this ownership group uh, that, that they currently have, the new owner embraces what this team has meant to the city uh, and, and all that.
1: I, I go with a different lens. I don't really give a shit about past players. I don't give a fuck if you drop a franchise record 70 points in a game, and I love Devin Booker. If you don't have any business sense and you don't have any, you know, you know if you haven't been in that arena and understand what really – what it really takes to take a franchise from the bottom to the top, then what's the point? What's the point? Like we're trying to build an ownership group that that is that that can take the Suns to a championship level um, perennially. And and so when you look at the the Golden State Warriors, Warriors ownership groups or some of the other great ownership groups around sports, like what do they all have in common? And have you have you oh, taken the time? <laughs> yeah, have you taken the time to go out and learn the processes and the way they go about doing things and the way they organize um, their their entire organization? So that that's what I want to know from a player. If a player has that kind of thirst, then I'm all for it. Like again, you know, Michael Jordan. Um, I don't know how many times he he saw he saw somebody discombobulate a, f- a phenomenal team, but that doesn't that doesn't make him any better as an owner. And clearly, he's he struggled for the last. Decade and a half uh, at being an owner in, in in Charlotte, so I don't know. I, I I feel some kind of way about who would come in. Their basketball acumen has nothing to do with anything, in my opinion.
0: I think you were meaning though more or less from an ownership perspective, more that whoever the new owner is, embrace those former players. Yeah, well, right?
2: if if they're my or- minority owners that own so. like half a percent, really, you're bringing them in just to say we embrace this, and they wanted to put money towards making the Suns. Uh, Good again, like I get what you're saying. I want somebody with business acumen at the top that understands Mm -hmm. how to structure an organization, both on the business side and put the right people in the basketball side to win and willing to spend. But if I'm talking my owner, owner like Shaq was not going to own a significant part of the team. So if I'm just talking about figurehead people to throw out there, mm-hmm. I'd much rather have people that meant something to this community, rather than Shaq that that got traded here because Steve Kerr was impatient and wanted to jettison yeah. Sean Marion. I, I'm,
1: I'm more looking at it from like the initial announcement of the ownership group, right? Because we know that they can add people as they go along, right? Yeah. But the initial announcement, who is that core group of people that they have in that picture, right? Oh, hey, this is the new ownership group. Who is in that photo? Um, you know, it, 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 cause those, those are typically the ones that have the biggest portions of the franchise in that photo. So what does that mean? What does that entail? And how does that look? So uh,
2: here's my prediction. There's no minority owners. Whoever buys this team is buying it outright because the names we've heard are the basis of the world, it's the Lorraine, uh, Lorraine, uh, Lorraine jobs who has the money to do it herself. Like I think whoever's standing on that podium is going to be one person. And it's going to be somebody with such deep pockets that, yeah, sure, they'll bring in minority investors, but it's just going to be because, hey, it's nice to have some additional cash that isn't my own involvement.
1: Also, there's no way – Blue Gold, you want your comments to be read? Here you go. There's no way the NBA is moving this team to to Vegas. And whatever owner took over will not have that say when it comes to the league protocol – because the league will – well, first of all, the league is probably going to just open up an expansion yeah, in Vegas and that. in Seattle anyway. Those will probably be the next two destinations. And you're not going to move the Phoenix Suns from a top 10 destination city-wise to some other random-ass spot in the U.S. just because. Like it just – it's it doesn't make sense. It's it, – come on. Just stop at yeah. that. And just also stop.
0: a new owner is not going to pay literal like top of – The top dollar for this franchise that comes with a renovated arena, a brand new practice facility, and then asked to spend the money to move it as well. Yeah. Like, this is not, it's not realistic.
2: This isn't the Arizona Coyotes, all right? It's not. This is an established... A team with a with a home like i hate to say it like that but if a new owner came with the coyotes that's a logical thought that might come up as part of the process yeah but again with the Phoenix it's Suns, all up it to the
0: nhl it's yeah, not up to no. the owner
2: it's not it's not happening so even if you're afraid of it don't worry they want the expansion fee that's that, that first and foremost is why they'd never let somebody move them to, to Vegas or Seattle. They want that upwards of a billion dollars in an expansion fee they're going to get.
1: We have a lot of questions in the comments from I top know. to bottom. On
0: uh, on that same topic, Sam said, do you think the NBA should get a team in Vegas? Yes. Yeah, Yes. 100%. 100%. And Seattle. Yep. The, the two destinations that they had that have come out as reported options for expansion teams, I think are going to be fantastic.
2: Seattle should have happened a decade ago. I mean, the second that they move to OKC, they should have been like, yeah, expansion team in mm-hmm. Seattle. Once this arena is renovated, it's renovated now. Seattle needs to be done yeah. immediately. And Vegas just makes sense.
0: And so. Phoenix is not a small market. No, it's, it's not even quite close. literally not. What is so, it? The eleventh d- at, at the top
2: eleven television market in the country. Yeah. Like it's not small.
0: Okay, I think, I
1: think it's number seven overall. Is it now?
0: Moving on, more buying and selling uh, topics. Twitter told us that NBA mascots can make up to $625,000. Apparently, Rocky, the Denver Nuggets mascot, makes that much a year. And uh, there were reports that Go at one point made over $200,000. So buying or selling that mascots are worth that much well, money
2: first off it's total shit that rocky the denver nuggets mascot is the top paid mascot in the league there are five better mascots at least in the league so who name them uh, so you've got uh benny the bull hands down a better mascot yeah. uh no you don't like benny the bull you think rocky's what uh, uh, i think rocky's really good okay
0: Benny's great
2: Let, Let's make this I'm going to say I hate
1: him, I just don't think he's Let's as good Let's make as... this
2: clear. No mascot, no glorified furry deserves $625,000 a year. Oh, to put there, it in huh? perspective, Diana Taurasi makes $235,000 a year. There's no way that that mascot's
0: worth two and a half times what Diana Taurasi is. But that's on the people who are writing the checks. That's their fault.
2: I don't care what it is, but I don't care what former gymnast or I've known some of the mascots. Great people not worth
0: $625,000 a year. I mean, that is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I will say that it is tough to be a mascot. I've known quite a few of them throughout my career. It's not fun all the time. You got people coming up and yanking on your costume and just, Being all touchy-feely. Like, they don't realize there's a person behind it.
1: Lindsay's worst nightmare.
0: Um, And then you also have to, like, let's be honest. It's a hard process to clean those suits for a lot of them. So a lot of them smell really bad. Yes, they do. That's their responsibility. They have to take it to the cleaner. I thought their
2: assistant did it.
0: Sometimes it's 50-50. I've seen both. I've seen both where you have an assistant who does that for you. And when you're the actual mascot and you do it yourself. And it just, it never gets... Smelly clean. At least it so, always smells so. A wearing funky. a smelly
2: uniform is worth six hundred, hundred and twenty five thousand
0: dollars. No, but I'm just saying it's not all glitz and glamour. That's what uh, I'm saying is that you have to be up early for events, work weekends all year. I mean that's sports in general. Yeah, but you, get I did it. that for
2: forty thousand dollars over there. What's your point?
0: Totally <laughs> um I'm selling at six hundred twenty five thousand. Though that is that's insane. That is just outrageous. I can't believe that. I think the average is somewhere between 60 and 80, though. I think, like, Rocky is clearly an anomaly.
1: The
2: the Stanford tree, the only one that earns any of that cash. I
0: don't know. All right. Next up, buy or sell. Uh, Today is Grant Hill's birthday. Happy birthday, Grant Hill. And the Suns wished him a happy birthday on Twitter. Are you buying or selling birthday wishes From team accounts to former players who no longer really have any association with your team.
1: I hate birthday announcements in general. I fucking hate them. I don't understand why teams do it. Nobody gives a shit. They just hit retweet or they hit like just because, but they never engage with the tweet. They never say anything like, oh yeah, happy birthday Grant. Like on the off chance that Grant's going to be scrolling Twitter and then see something and be like, oh hey, so-and-so, one, two, three, four, thank you. Like, it never happens. Have you ever seen an athlete ever respond to a birthday wish on social media? I, I know two Some who, of
0: them who responded the verbally ones.
1: for not getting one.
0: Oh, wait, what? What? Uh-huh. Do you tell. Oh,
2: think of my two favorite
0: players who may
2: have shared oh, a the birthday. Morris? The more I freaking yelled at, at us for not wishing them a happy birthday when we weren't really in the practice of wishing like it wasn't the practice like it is now that everybody gets a birthday wish like it's cheap engagement and it's stupid and then they got all butt hurt that they didn't but get it's... a birthday wish and had to go to uh the the community relations uh chris oh. mallory have him come to me and be like hey why yes. didn't why didn't they have a birthday at house it's like because nobody gives a shit
1: yeah nobody cares also like you have the Suns that might put that out, and then the NBA will put that out, right. and then Duke basketball will put it out, right. and then every other team that Grant Hill played for will put it out. Like, oh, my God, stop. Nobody shouldn't cares. Shouldn't
2: they be congratulating oh, okay. his parents on that day? <laughs> like, shouldn't – that uh, the post should be – you know, the, c- congratulations to X and, uh, and Y for giving birth to this amazing athlete. Wait,
0: X and Y should just be one. Okay, fine. The the Y, the mother. yeah yes. well, one you. can't
1: happen without the other.
0: Yeah, but one a lot more heavy lifting than the other. Let's I didn't say real. who
1: was doing the heavy lifting. I'm just saying, how the hell did Espo exist? You gotta look at both of those parties.
2: I'd like to consider that my parents never had sex. Oh, oh
1: my God. God. I, Are you no. trying to say that? You're like <laughs> no. the Stop. Virgin Mary Stop now. Come no. no, no. right on. Now.
0: let's move on. Let's move on. For my I, mental health is what I, I am I buying if it's sponsored because you know. No, no. You no. know that money the money is way. being made. <laughs> if from, a mar- from a business perspective, from a business perspective, if somebody came to you right now and said, if you wish every single person at PHNX a next happy birthday, and you put our logo on it we're gonna give you fifty thousand dollars you're gonna say no
1: no i'm gonna say yes
0: exactly But from a sure business perspective i <laughs> get it
1: first of all also but then i
0: wouldn't be like oh well Lindsay was here for two years and then she decided to skip town and then five years later i'm still gonna wish but her also like I that brand about. has a horrible strategy <laughs> when it comes
1: to social if they're like oh we'll pay you fifty thousand dollars for the worst fucking social <laughs> media strategy ever
0: okay but half of them are sponsored
2: yeah, they well. just are. So now we've taken something that originally was kind of from uh, from the goodness of their heart and and engagement baiting, and then went. You know what? Let's just t- boil it down to its base. Let's just make money off of wishing these people happy birthday. <laughs> Thomas did Den-
1: Den- it. Den- Den- says Esmo talks knowledge for the first few minutes, then goes to crazy town. Esmo just declared himself the second Yeah. That is not what I, I just meant mentally, I did not want to take that leap uh, to think about that. You said it. I know what I I said. I don't like to think of my parents doing that. It just, I just (laughs) happened. I didn't say that. I just don't want to think about it. Uh, The implication. I really hope my dad's not listening to that. It's low
0: hanging fruit for engagement. Uh, I don't know. I'm fine with birthday wishes to legends and current players. Or members of your staff, right? If we're we're doing every single player that ever came through every for the most part, like it's like, one. okay. That's okay. How about, one. how about this one? I've
2: seen them where they give birthday wishes to coaches who have passed away. I don't get that one
1: either. Oh man. That's just a weird thing. I haven't seen that one yet. Go back and look. They're yeah, there.
2: That oh, it's weird. no
1: that
2: and, oh, no! And if they're gonna know. do it, I don't know. How about like, all former
1: employees?
0: I get it from that <laughs> perspective though because if you lose somebody you sh- you like to share things on oh anniversaries of i things. would lose
1: my mind if the sons did a tweet happy birthday Espo! i'm like what
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god equal
2: representation on the birthday tweets are none
0: so basically there's a birthday tweet every yes. single dang yes, day of basically.
1: the year if you're gonna do, we'll do it do it, basically. Do it. Basically. Go, do you're it. all in or you're all out J- just
2: like oh elementary school god. where the morning announcements they wish everybody who's having a birthday happy birthday do it like All that. All I'm going to
0: say is if I don't get a birthday tweet this upcoming year <laughs> from our Twitter account, I'm going to be what Brian just called Espo, a salty bitch. I am a very If salty I don't get a birthday today. tweet this year from our like, PHNX underscore Suns account, where's the threth- you're going to hear it, Where's Espo. the
1: threshold? Where's the threshold? Like, who makes the cut to get a birthday shout out? in Lindsay. Sons- <laughs> you know what I mean? Too yeah. so like there's just a bunch of people that have used to play for the franchise that you're like you never hear about them again well they
2: use the term legend loosely think about some of the people they've referred to as legends. so look i don't know when Lindsay's birthday is so for the next it's 365
0: the days birthday to remember ever the next 365 yes, it's 420. days
2: oh, come on oh that's right now you ruin it because i was going to do for the next 365 days every, every day? day a happy birthday
1: Lindsay post God, we went off the rails. I'm sorry was... to everybody. Will you take an edible on your 420?
0: Not with you.
1: Come on, man.
0: <laughs> <And> BK, <laughs> I've been at him. this for
1: a minute trying <laughs> to get her to just take some OGs around us. Because she doesn't want to play our games. No,
0: I like to be alone. I don't like to be around people.
1: (laughs) I like to be alone. That's always.
0: Listen, when we were getting ready for this show, I was just looking at my compact, putting on some lipstick, and this guy over here, Saul Bookman, just was like stealth mode, snuck up behind me, and yelled in my ear, and almost made... If I had was drinking something or if i was holding water it would have gone everywhere that's all i'm saying i don't need that type of energy if i'm hanging out with ogs i'd like to
2: apologize to everybody in uh, in the valley for driving this car completely off the cliff uh and then watching it burst into flames
0: (laughs) um we'll blame ogs no Sometimes, sometimes i like
1: to sneak up behind people and be like
0: i see dead people yeah, exactly. It's, it's
1: like, that's like,
0: But Don't go there, Espo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going.
2: I don't know where you're going. As some soon as, as right Espo starts
1: to say something, then he stops and he's like, oh, uh, <laughs> I know we went crazy somewhere.
0: <laughs> bridge so, too far. speaking of OGs, if you haven't checked them out, highly recommend. They did just launch their brand new sleep edition gummy. And these are really cool because it's a two to one THC to CBN ratio gummy and CBN is a compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep and this sleep edition gummy is in their new aqua berry flavor which is quite delightful so highly recommend you check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com you can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands and of course you can find their products at your local dispensary but you must be 21 years or older to purchase
1: i know Espo's is going to say something but real quick we have been talking about a collab shirt a collab
0: shirt.
1: <laughs> collab. Get back in the collab. Uh, a shirt with OGs, which I think is going to happen. Uh, well, I know it's going to happen, but we're trying to figure out a good slogan. My slogan was calm the F down. Yes. Like I think that's just brilliant because I made it up. And also because- Did
0: you make it up or did I say it? No, I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it first.
1: No, no, no. You would have added pH. something beanie-wise in there. So, no. I No, literally sure.
0: on the show on Monday. Didn't we just say that? I thought. Go
1: back and look at the tape. We're now
2: seven minutes without mentioning the sun. Do you realize that? No, no. Right? We're,
1: good. we're good. We're good. Anyway, okay. calm the fuck down. But somebody else had a, a suggestion in the chat earlier. Eli. Eli said we need a Phnx OG sh- shirt collab with some shoes strung over a power line. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I love that. If anybody else, my point is, if anybody else has any other suggestions, let's hear it. Can
0: I just real quick? You're going to keep going off the rails here. So on Monday, it was Monday when the whole debacle happened, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, it was.
0: So on Monday, when we were finishing the remainder of our show and I did the thing with OGs and whatever, and you made a joke about the shoes hanging from the power line or whatever, and you're like, "No, to find those, you got to find a place that has that." I have three pairs of Converse hanging from the old phone line in my backyard. Yeah, you do. Just because I thought it what? would be fun to do it. You put them up there. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my niece, we all threw the but she's shoes like, up there. Why are all, there all these people in our there. in our alleyway
2: always?
0: And I was like, oh. I almost brought it up. Then I was like, this this is going downhill real quick for me. Maybe I should pass. But now we've doubled back to it. I just had to tell you guys that story.
2: Am, am I supposed to do an ad here? Yeah,
0: you want to talk about game time?
2: Yeah, let me talk about game time. <laughs> the game time app is the premier place to get your tickets. And I'm not lying. You want to know why? Tonight, let's go. If you get tickets right now for the Suns preseason game next Wednesday as low as two dollars. What about tonight? Two well they're in they're in Las Vegas. Oh so. that's right, that's right. So you know if you wanna fly there, I'm sure game time can get you cheap tickets in Vegas too. But next Wednesday, their next home preseason game, two bucks. And I looked... Two dollars. Two bucks. As low as two dollars, right? Wow. Uh, So you can get in there. Maybe we'll have to do something and and, and go out there for two bucks. But I looked up ASU football, and I'm pretty sure they'll pay you to go to that next game. I'm just kidding. But you can get those cheap as well. Check out the link in our description. Game time is the only place I get my tickets for sporting events, concerts. Last-minute tickets is actually... A benefit here. They they Mm -hmm. get great prices last minute. So if you're wondering, hey, what am I going to do tonight? Look it up. There might be a concert that you can go to on the cheap or a sporting event. Check it out. Game time. Use that link in our our description. Uh, It helps us out and it gets you great deals on tickets.
0: Also, if you're watching here on YouTube, uh, Emma just put it in the chat. So it's super easy. You guys can just click it there, leave it open on another tab and refer back to it whenever you need to. Okay, we should probably All right. move Let's into get some back in the car. Sons conversation.
1: Let's get back on the road.
0: We've got uh, Suns and Lakers tonight. And uh, before we get into expectations and kind of what we want to see, I think we need to check in with the doctor and just decide, you know, is there anything wrong with us? Like, And if so, is there a possibility that we could get it diagnosed maybe sooner rather than later so that we could really just, you know, kind of get on top? Of all of this stuff and learn how to manage it more appropriately. So, introducing Doctor Espo.
2: You forgot the BD. Oh my bad. Basketball doctor. For those of you wondering, don't go anywhere else.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: All right. Well, I'm here to diagnose some things here. There's some problems, and we gotta we gotta fix them, right? Got I a mean. Fever. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Uh, Let's get into it, though. Let's take a look at the first diagnosis here as we look at DeAndre Ayton, and he's got a bad case of the Doncic, all right? (laughs) (laughs) he's, He's a guy who has always fallen short of expectations here in Phoenix. It came to a head this summer with the contract stuff, media day, where everybody's like, oh, no, DeAndre Ayton looks like a, a broken man. No, oh, he doesn't smile. Well, I got a prescription for that, DA. Get some noise-canceling headphones. Shut the uh, out the world and the BS and go out there and play basketball the way we know you can. That's the only thing that's going to make any of this better. And you got your bag. Now go out there and prove it. It is that simple what's our next one let's say let's put this up we're diagnosing the bench uh the diagnosis is transient player amnesia as in they've played all over the place and they've forgotten how to play basketball at times right mm. uh i mean it's it, that's the reality with this bench a lot of guys who have been journeymen throughout their career campaign being one of the primary ones obviously landry Shamet has been on four teams in five years these guys need to find themselves and remember how to play basketball at a level that can change the game. You need guys like Jacques Landell to, to learn how to be uh, a piece of this. Dario remembering how to play like he did uh, before the injury. So what's the prescription here? Show up or clear out. That's the prescription here. Either you come to play or you get the hell out of the locker room at this point, because that's going to be where James Jones has to find everything. Mm -hmm. Next diagnosis for you, it's Monty Williams. The diagnosis is he's got a case of well done is better than well said, right? He's not talking to DeAndre Ayton. That's been a big deal. It sounds like some of the communication in general has been a little all over the place, so it's a simple one. Take a dose of your own medicine. Listen to some of your own sayings. Buy into the guy that you're telling everybody else they should be and be the bigger man. Mend whatever fence you need to move on from that crap. All right. And the final one, and I think this is my favorite, the national media, the diagnosis, excessive click. Clickster baiting. Clickster baiting. (laughs) I misread my own joke. (laughs) Excessive clickster baiting. Say what now? Click baiting. All right. Enough with this. Oh, the Sun's Media Day Uh, was a morgue and all these kind of things. I didn't get to talk about this last week. That shit upset. What did we expect these guys to act like? When media day was the first time that they were asking about a 43 page report where it said your the owner of your team was you know, accused of racism and did awful things to people. Were they supposed to be like super happy and cheery and laughing? No, you had a, one of your starters from last year say, I don't want to play here anymore. and wasn't a media day. Like what? What do we expect from them? Enough media trying to hunt for all oh, the Suns are are falling apart, just like they did after Monday's loss. Oh my gosh! Haha, the Suns. Yeah, <laughs> knock it off. So what is uh, what is our di- our, uh, our prescription here? Chill pill, an extra large one, five times per day. Knock it off, national media.
0: Uh, we got a super chat from Icon. Thank you for your super chat. It said Monty went from acting like a father figure. To acting like mom's new boyfriend real quick when it came to (laughs) TV. That's hilarious. Oh, no.
1: It's kind of spot on.
0: And then Brian said, oh, that super chat hurts. (laughs) Is that that why Monty's got the
2: gray beard this year? He's like, he's a different dude. He's like evil Monty now.
0: (laughs) That one got me. That was really good. I like that one. (laughs) So we clearly have a lot of things to work through. Um, but real talk, what do you want to see from the Suns tonight? I mean, honestly, I, I,
1: I, obviously I don't want to see them give up, you know, a record-setting three-point performance. Uh, but I don't think you're going to get that from the Lakers anyway. I, I kind of want to see more of the same. I want to see, you know, them just manage the game. Chris Paul do what he does. Um, I want to see more, uh, you know, consistent assertiveness from D.A. and Mikael and a little bit more from Cam. Um, book is just going to be book and go out there and just play his game and not force anything, there's no need to. And that's, and then I, I honestly, somebody, somebody I don't care who it is, somebody on the bench, give me something to be hopeful about. And on top of that, Monty, please play more players mm-hmm. uh, from the bench so we can see who the hell can do what and, and have Jr. an idea. Yeah, Dwayne Adario. Washington needs to get some minutes there. Dwayne Washington absolutely needs to get some minutes. I want to see what he's all about. Um, on this team, so hopefully we'll see that.
2: I need to see a win. Like I, I don't believe in preseason must wins, but my God, can you imagine if they go out and get their doors blown off in Vegas by the Lakers? I
1: mean, but what if what it's a just assessment? a competitive game and they lose? Uh,
2: okay, if, if it's like a, a two point loss and it's because fourth quarter, it's you know, uh, scrub versus scrub, fine. But if they lose and and in bad fashion, the dumpster fire that's going to be uh, twitter and the national media and everything is going to be
1: exhausting i don't think it will be to be honest with you because you are playing another nba team and not some team from australia that's a big difference Mm -hmm. like the reason why the first game drew so much attention is because nobody here before freaking last week heard of the adelaide 36ers and and they shot a, a crazy percentage like so if they lose to the lakers like okay big deal they, even if they lose by 20 like i would agree I really if care. they
2: had won against the 36ers that it doesn't matter the preseason but doesn't matter i get that but it's the storyline i don't want to have to listen to another three four days of of national talking heads yeah. and and panicky Suns fans that the wheels have fallen off all hell is broken loose but, this right. team isn't gonna make the playoffs
1: but you know what you can do you can just slide this and turn it off. I can't. Why? Because that's not what we can do
2: for our job. Oh, no, I do
1: it every night Jay at 930. Said,
0: remember what EJ said, Espo?
2: No, I don't remember what he so, said. So,
0: remind him what EJ said.
2: I forgot what he said. What he said to me? Stop. <laughs> Why are you talking to these fools that don't know anything about basketball? What I- <laughs> <laughs> that What, he told me that on
0: Twitter? That part.
2: Yeah, I, I get it, EJ. I, I get it. All right. <laughs>
0: Do you guys care if Monty continues down the the path that he did on Sunday of just playing the starters with the starters and just playing the bench with the bench?
1: Yes, I do care. It's stupid.
0: Do you want to see a little more yeah, staggering?
1: It needs it, you need to you need to get guys into rhythm with other guys. Like you can't just keep throwing the same five out there all the time and expecting things to magically work themselves out once you hit game one. Like that's not how this works, Monty. I I, I mean it, I feel like I feel like we're just we're saying the obvious, but sometimes with Monty it just the obvious seems so simple, and yet he can't pull the trigger to do it. And, and I, I'm going to forever reference Aaron Holiday last year when the Suns clearly had nothing going on in four out of those last five games in, against the Mavericks. And even being down by 25, he still wouldn't put Aaron Holiday in, even though no other guard was giving him shit off, off the bench or in the starting lineup. Like, bro, what are you waiting for? Like, just, just put it out there. See how it goes and then move along. Like I just and he brought so much energy. That's the other thing that kills me. I'm I'm never gonna forget the Aaron Holiday days. That's my boy. (laughs)
2: What what I don't understand is what benefit does it give you to play all these bench guys as one unit when you'll never use it like that. In a game of any meaning so if you want to know what you really have in in some of these guys you got to play them alongside some of the guys that they're actually going to play with to understand that jacques landell looks great when he's in there with five other or four other bench guys (laughs) five other guys somebody's always open sometimes (laughs) that bench looks like they need to play six on five but uh like i want to know what jacques landell does when he's playing a little with cam johnson and and mixing it with some of the starters like How do these guys act in a in a real game situation? The whole game in totality might not matter, but two- or three-minute stints where you're playing guys in situations they may face in the regular season, that does matter.
1: If they don't trade Jay Crowder and anybody else for anything significant return soon, um, you're about to see either the very best or the very worst of Monty Williams because he's going to have to coach – and and manage his lineup to get the most out of that this team because they have some shortcomings on the bench. If he doesn't do that, you're going to see this team be strong for a first half, be strong for three quarters, but those crunch time sons or those clutch sons, that might be a thing of the past because you you're playing these guys and you're wearing them down as the season goes along. You like so I want to see him manage the lineup much better than he he showed in game 1 and obviously it's just game 1 it's against the 36ers who gives a shit about the preseason but right now you are playing a Lakers team they have you know they they have some dudes on that side like lebron and i'd like to see how you manage the lineup against them because that's who you're going to have to play four times five times this year
2: and you can't have clutch time suns if your bench puts you in a hole right you got to be close in a game, and if your bench is is causing you all sorts of issues, you're not going to see them either.
0: Well, <laughs> we're either going to be very Welcome happy well. or very disappointed <laughs> tomorrow.
1: Welcome to hard. You, exactly. It's here. That's where we are.
0: It's here. There's uh, not much we can do you, about it. You can watch it on event.
2: NBA TV tonight at least. So Yeah, that. that's a
0: positive. Yeah, you can that. actually see it a little bit easier um, than a lot of the other games out there but at least we have a great lounge area here in our offices where we can relax, kick our feet up. Literally, the chairs will lay all the way back and watch all of these Suns basketball games that are coming up, and that is all thanks to our friends over at More Furniture. And if you are looking to maybe make your living room a dream Suns basketball viewing space, highly recommend checking out their fall furniture sale Over again at morefurniture.com. That's M O R furniture.com.
2: They've got the kind of stuff where your significant other isn't like, why are you buying like these bean bags and all that? This is adult furniture that will make a very nice viewing space for your basketball. But it's uh,
0: just as comfortable, if not more comfortable, comfortable than a bean bean bag. bag. A lot easier to get out of, that's (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow and hopefully be able to talk about a really Awesome, fun sons win over the Lakers. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Lindsay Smith AZ, Saul is Saul underscore Bookman, and Espo is at Espo. Espo, take us home.
2: Just beat LA. Oh boy, boy.
1: Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Mega's in control and he ain't never gonna let go. BH and X Lindsay, Gerald, Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Gotta understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B, always on the job.